As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, hello. Episode 86. We did it. We made it. Arbitrary day. Are you recording right now? <laughs> okay. Um, oh, man. So you know this, this is, this is, is all going to be in the beginning. Yeah. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 86 of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast, presented by Overdrive. This is Adam. Hi, Jill. Hi, Adam. How you doing? I'm glad you're back. I'm glad I'm back, too. Although, I've told you, the episode last time with you by yourself was, like, my favorite thing ever. Uh, when I came into work today, I was like, please don't make me do that ever again. And then I remembered that I pretty much put you in the same position over the summer, like, multiple times. <laughs> well, yes and no. You put me in that position, but I really only had to do intros. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's right. I've, we probably just had, like, author interviews. I don't think I've ever sat here by myself for a half hour. I love how you're just, as you're going, hey, I'm really, we'll, we'll see where we go. You did a great job. That was, it was very fun. Yeah, well, I we'll see it. if our listeners <laughs> agree with you. Yeah, well, that's true. So, yeah, I'm back from ALA. You're back. I am. It was fun. And we're, this is going to be a little bit different. I say that most episodes are a little bit different. Um... While I was at ALA, I had a lot of really great conversations with publishers and a few things. One, we have lots of big interviews that will be coming up. We do. I'm very excited for them. Um, And more on the immediate future. I got a ton of advanced reader copies of books that I'm going to talk about. Um, We'll just go through them quickly because they are all really good. But here's the thing. A lot of them don't come out till like the middle of the year and later. So I'm just going to do something that we've never done before. My name is Adam, and my last name is Sokol, S-O-C-K-E-L. Just find me on Goodreads. I will have those books there, because a lot of them may not even have links on Overdrive.com yeah. just yet. So just friend me on Goodreads. I don't mind at all. Um, I would tell listeners to find me on Goodreads, but after I explained <laughs> the last yeah. episode, I don't really use Goodreads. Yeah, I use Goodreads. I update Goodreads <laughs> with whatever I'm reading. So all of these different arcs, like, for example, the first one is called Quiet Until the Thaw by Alexandra Fuller. Um, I... It's really short and it's really good. It's about these two uh, Lakota Indians and their cousins and um, they're living, they live on this Indian reservation and uh, basically their two, their lives go two separate ways. One of them lives a traditional life of a, of an Indian, of a Native American and he um, kind of becomes almost like a, you would consider a medicine man and the other one kind of rebels against his heritage and goes off and lives a much more non-traditional life and gets into some stuff 
Um, anyway, it's a really quick read. It's really, really good. And I was really excited to talk about it. And then I saw that it doesn't come out till June. And literally, I was the first person to review it on Goodreads because they just had started making advanced reader copies of it. So it's called Quiet Until the Thaw. And you can actually find it on overdrive.com. It does have a page there. But again, just you can find me on Goodreads. I'm nice. I don't, I don't super <laughs> get aggressive with it. So I won't like flood your timeline. But all these books that I'm going to talk about will be on my Goodreads for your people to remember. So there you go. So there's that. Um, but we'll talk about all these arcs and then we'll talk about the ALA Youth Media Awards, right? That's the full. That is correct. Okay. Those ones are the titles that won awards at the American Library Association Midwinter Conferences. Jill has that whole list and those are available right, right now. So we'll have books for you to read right now that are high quality and books that will be coming throughout time. We should also mention, because we always forget until the very end, that other ways you can follow us. Yeah. So I feel you, like we have to keep repeating this since it's all new. No, so. actually, I'm glad that you are. So we're on Twitter at ProBookNerds. Um, and you'll see, again, that's Jill and I just having fun. And it it's usually pretty clear which one of us is tweeting. Maybe we'll start putting like Adam or Jill at the end of it. But it's pre- right now, it's pretty clear who's tweeting. Um, and then if you email professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com, uh, that's the email that we use. And actually, if you guys wouldn't mind, if you could send us over the next couple of days, whatever it is you're currently reading, uh, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to do a reader advisory uh, episode where we will take everything that people are telling us they're reading and we're offer- we will offer you book recommendations. So if you want to e- email those now, it'll be more likely that we'll get to them and, and see them before we do that episode. So professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com and then at probooknerds on the Twitters. So sure, the sure. Twitters, the Twitters. Hey, you said you were glad I was back. Are you, uh, are no. you regretting that yet? No. So, um, do you want to start with the the awards? Sure. Do you have? Sorry, do you have them pulled? I do up? have them pulled okay. up. I figured these we could start with books people can access right now. Yeah. So, like Adam said, this is the 2017 Youth Media Award winners, which is presented um at the midwinter. Midwinter. Thank you. Oh my yeah, gosh. <laughs> okay. We'll have these on overdrive.com as a list. So you don't have to be frantically writing these down. Correct. um, Yeah, we'll have a full list of these. And for any of our library partners, there should already be lists in Marketplace. If you haven't purchased them yet, you can do that. Um, They make a a great curated collection. They do make a very good curated collection. Um, So the Newberry Award, which is for the most outstanding contribution to children's literature, (laughs) went to The Girl Who Drank the Moon, written by Kelly Barnhill. Um, the Caldecott Medal for the Most Distinguished American Picture Book for Children is Radiant Child, illustrated by Javanka Septo, uh, is the Caldecott winner. The Coretta Scott King Award, which is recognizing an African-American author and illustrator of outstanding books for children and young adults, went to March Book 3, written by John Lewis and Andrew uh, Aiden. That makes me so happy. I know. I was reading something about how sales of March just skyrocketed mm-hmm. after John Lewis was recently in the news. Yep. Um, the Coretta Scott King Illustrator Award goes to Radiant Child, um, which was the one we just mentioned. So look at that. Double job. wins. That's, Double. Good. That's good win. Double Calicott prizes. And Coretta Scott King. Um, the... Coretta Scott King and John Steptoe New Talent Author Award goes to The Sun is Also a Star by Nicola 
Yoon. This has a really fun cover, too. I've seen the cover for this one. Nice. Yeah, I recommend that one. The Margaret A. Edwards Award for Lifetime Achievement in Writing for Young Adults is Sarah Dessen, who our co-worker Emma loves. Oh, my God. <laughs> Emma is relentless. So, little peek behind the curtains. Emma and the rest of our staff librarians are becoming very aware that because the podcast is getting a little bit of attention, we're able to get some great authors. And so to that end, they asked us, and I can I can say this because she will be on very shortly. They are upset. Her and a few of our other friends here are obsessed with this author, Penny Reed, who writes really fun romance novels. Yeah, so, we mentioned her on the last podcast. So she, Penny Reed has been mentioned several times, I think. Um they said they came to me like she's very active on social media. We should try to talk to her. So long story short, we got Penny Reed and she'll be coming on the podcast during February to talk about romance titles because that felt right on. And so now Emma is relentless because she thinks any author that she loves and suggests to us, we can get on the podcast. So Sarah Dessen is her next on the short list of like, you should contact Sarah Dessen. And it's very possible. We might. It's just funny when you bring up Emma because She's man, she loves Sarah Duffin. She loves it. She does. The Stonewall Book Award, which is given annually to an English language children's and young adult book of exceptional merit relating the gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender experience, goes to Magnus Chase and the Gods of Asgard, The Hammer of Thor by Rick Riordan. Um, so those are just a couple of the awards that came out of the... Um, ALA Midwinter Conference, we will have the rest of them up listed on overdrive.com. So you can go find all of those and you can find the full list online at ilovelibraries.org. Yeah, there's a lot of them. There are a lot. So those are all award winners that you can get now. And now I want to talk about some books that you can't get just yet, but you will be able to in the near future. And we don't normally do this, but I want to give a big, big shout out to Penguin Random House. And uh, Little Brown as well, because they gave me, like, I went over and was saying hi to all the publicists and things because of all the author interviews I did and just wanted to say hey and thank you. And then they proceeded to stack my arms with books <laughs> like I was a, a kid going to, like, seventh grade for the first time and didn't have a book bag. It was Do great. you take, like, a spare suitcase with you to ALA? I, so I didn't, but luckily I had a large suitcase because our friend Christina here at work had taken my, tra- my travel size suitcase. I didn't know that till I was packing, so I ended up got with it. a suitcase that actually had a lot of room. Worked out well because uh, I got to come back, and all today I've been at, I felt like book Santa Claus. I've been handing out these arcs to people that um, I know they'll love the book, so I'm having them read them before I do. But got a whole bunch of them. So I already talked about Quiet Until the Thaw. That's Alexandra Fuller. Uh, another one that is now out that our friend Sydney has talked about ad nauseum and she almost started crying when I gave her the arc today and made me feel really happy is strange. The dreamer by Lonnie Taylor. Uh, if that name sounds familiar to you, she wrote the daughter of smoke and bones trilogy. Also, if you listen to our podcast, you're aware of that because again, Sydney has brought it up like every time she's been on. Um, but it's really, it's a fun story from what I can tell. It's a, uh, Laszlo Strange is the name of the main person, so Strange the Dreamer. He is a war orphan and a junior librarian. Shout out, librarian. Uh, he's always feared that his dream chose him poorly. So basically, since he was five years old, he was obsessed, obsessed with the mythic lost city of Wheat. But then it would take someone bolder than he was to cross half the world in search of it. And then it 
kind of ends up being his tale. So um, I got to read the first like nine chapters of it about a year ago. And then I haven't been able to see it since because I had to rewrite it. So I'm excited to read it after Sydney does. Um, the next one says Strange the Dreamer by Lonnie Taylor. The next one is called Bleaker House, Chasing My Novel to the End of the World by Nell Stevens. Uh, this one I gave to Christina, our friend, even though she kept my, um, my, my travel suitcase. That's okay. Uh, it's a whimsical blend of memoir and travelogue laced with wry writing advice. Bleaker House is the story of a creative struggle that brilliantly captures the self-torture of the writing life. Basically, it's a 27-year-old who always said that they were going to write a novel and never did and then finally committed to doing it. The reason I gave it to Christina is that is literally her life. She always tells me how she's going to write a novel, and then she hasn't yet got around to it, so I wanted to maybe help motivate her. Also, there's a penguin on the front, and that's mm-hmm. like her favorite thing in the world. So that's Bleaker House by Nell Stevens. You can jump in if any of these sound interesting and you want to talk about it, just so people don't hear 10 minutes of my voice. I know. So, okay. Continue. Uh, the next one is The Marsh King's Daughter. This is- I read this one. You read this one? I read this one over the weekend. I handed this one to Emma. Yes. So. Yes. It was good. It was actually one of the ones I mentioned. I think I was in the middle of oh, yeah, you reading did. it. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so, yes, that was a good one. Okay. I cool. recommend that one. Awesome. That makes me happy. Um, I The next one is My Cat Yugoslavia by Pat Jim Stadovici, I want to say. Um, so this one I gave to my friend Julia, who is a crazy cat lady, very much like you. You, I could have given this one to you as well, but as I told you, I hesitate giving you arcs because you read as much, you have as much to read as I do. I do. You did give me a special book though, but we can talk about that later. We can talk about that, yeah. Um, so My Cat Yugoslavia is a love story set in two countries in two radically different moments in time, bringing together a young man, his mother, a boa constrictor, and one capricious cat. Nice. Um, basically it's a... Uh, <laughs> this guy meets a cat at a nightclub, um, and it's a talking cat who's like the size of a human. And sure. I, I met, I, I read like two sentences and I was like, yes, I'm going to pick that up. So <laughs> that's called my cat Yugoslavia. And you should look up the cover of it because it's really fun. It's like a poorly drawn cat with a suit on and it's, it was entertaining. Um, I already talked about quiet until the thaw, which is really, really good. And the one that I'm reading right now is called The Twelve Lives of Samuel Hawley by Hannah Tinti, T-I-N-T-I. Um, this is a thriller that talks about a man who is a single father and he moves his daughter all around and he teaches her how to hunt in the woods and how to shoot a gun and how to track people. And um, it, I almost thought of it like a, a modern day hatchet kind of, but mm-hmm. with someone who was actually helping this little girl. And then interspersed, the reason it's called The Twelve Lives of Samuel Hawley is he has 12 bullet wounds in his body. And interspersed in the story of him and his daughter, they tell each story as to how he got one of his bullet wounds. So that sounds interesting. I will be, it's one of those books where within like three pages, I was in. It's really, okay. really, it's really good. I think this one will get a lot of attention. Um, then I have a couple more as I, <clears throat> as I bring up actual books here one of them i literally know nothing about it it's called celine but it's by peter heller who wrote the dog stars which is oh. one of my favorite right. books ever so uh the penguin random house folks were gonna start talking about it to me and i said don't i don't care i don't want to know anything about it and the back has no words on it yes. it's just a white back so there's no like here's what you can expect but it's called celine it's by peter heller again if you like the dog stars 
I'm going to say you're going to like this knowing nothing about it because I'm going to like it and we're all going to enjoy that, yeah. enjoy that experience together. <laughs> um, the next one is called The Wanderers by Megan Howery. And this one is right up Quentin's uh, Avenue. If you are familiar with our podcast, he loves sci-fi and fantasy. He does indeed. So this one is um, in four years, Prime Space will put the first humans on Mars. Helen Kane, Yashiro Tanaka, and Sergei Kuznetsov must prove their cr- must prove they're the crew for the job by spending 17 months in the most realistic simulation ever created. But the complications of inner space may prove no less fraught than those of outer space as the line between what is real and unreal begins to blur and key relationships with the people each astronaut has left behind, daughter, wife, son, hang in the balance. The Wanderers gets at the desire behind all exploration, the longing for discovery, and the great search to understand the human heart. So, super in on that. That one sounded really interesting. That sounds really good. Yeah, and plus... I'm going to need to add to my list. Really fun. Oh, that's a fun cover. Yeah, I will admit a couple of these I grabbed specifically because of the cover. Sure. Even though I'm a professional book nerd, I'm still a human. Of course. You want to grab the biggest covers. And then the last one I have here is The Stars Are Fire by Anita Shreve. Uh, She's a big deal. She's a big deal. Yeah. Um, Same thing. Don't know anything about it, but it's by... Um, I need to shrieve, so I wanted to read it. Yeah. And I will admit, there's like four other books at my house right now that I uh, grabbed, and my wife said, those aren't even going to your office with you. I'm keeping those for us to read. So All right. So I'll give you updates Mystery. on those as well. Yeah, but again, track me down on Goodreads. I, I'll have all these. I, I don't I don't mind having more friends. Um, but I'm really, really excited, and all these... If, if you ever have a chance... To go to Book Expo America or one of the American Library Association conferences, even just as like going to the different um, vendor booths, they you can purchase tickets to do it that way. The, it's so cool. A, it's really cool because there's always tons of authors there that you get to meet. And if you go up to the publishers and you're not shy and you just ask that their their booths for how it will have an overwhelming amount of books, like a crazy amount of advanced reader copies of things. But if you go up and ask the publicists that are there, like, what are you reading right now and you enjoy, they will hand you great reads. And if you tell them, I really love historical fiction, they'll have stuff for you. So they are also professional book nerds. So Indeed. It's, Indeed they are. It's such a cool experience to be joined by literally thousands of people that get as excited as you do about getting a tote bag or getting a new book or having a signature from someone who wrote it. So and we have panels with all the different authors and it's really great. And I think next time I go to one, you'll be with me this time. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll see. So, um, you got to interview a bunch of authors too. I did, which I can talk about some of the experience. I, the actual interviews will come up in just a little bit. The one that you want to talk about first is I got to meet one of Jill's favorite authors, Elizabeth Costova. And man, she's so nice. So cool. That is not surprising whatsoever. I know. Oh, I'm, I should preface every single one I spoke with was so nice. But she, um, Jill gave me her copy of the historian to sign. Not, I didn't sign it. Right. I think I know Adam. It's okay. Continue. <laughs> um, I, I gave it to Elizabeth to sign and it's a copy you have read numerous times, obviously. Many times. And so it's, it's well loved. And so seeing her, eyes like light up like this is a woman who has sold so many copies of her books but her having her see your copy and how excited she still got 
just to sign a book from a fan was so cool. And then having her, all of her knowledge, all of her books are set, you know, like in Eastern Europe and they're told throughout multiple timelines. Yeah. So like her just, man, she was one of those people where I could have talked to her for hours, but I knew she was very busy. So I yeah. didn't. I respected her time. Uh, the same thing with Min Jin Lee, who her book is called Pachinko. I talked about it several times. I feel like that's okay though, because it's getting a lot of buzz. Yeah. So and I feel very special. And holy buckets, it should be getting a lot of buzz. It's amazing. But in addition to her book being wonderful, every single time I've gone to one of these conferences to do an interview or a couple interviews, I feel like I've had a moment where I like instantly bonded with one of the authors I talked to. So the first one was that Marie Kneekamp. Like mm-hmm. within a moment we were like, oh my, can we be best friends? And then the next time it was Don Kurtagich and Zoraida Cordova, who I've since like become actual real life friends with. Actually, Zoraida will be on our podcast. She will. Talking about romance novels. Um, and then this time was Min Jin Lee. She came up to the booth. I told her how much I loved her book. Seconds after meeting me, she gives me a hug. Tells Aww. me that she loves hearing that kind of thing. Um, she saw I have a equality tattoo on my right forearm, grabbed my arm, told me how much she loved my tattoo. We, we spoke for like 45 minutes before I started recording. And I was finally like, I was finally like, Min, you have to stop talking so I can start recording this. (laughs) And then her answers for all of her, the, just, she was one of those people where by the time she walked away from our booth, um, within like five minutes, she had friend requested me on Facebook, Aww. which was the coolest moment ever. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And then just, she was just one of those people where she does, she literally said, this is only her second book because her books are like 500 pages. Oh, okay. And, um, her first one is called Free Food for Millionaires and it was a bestseller and it took her like 13 years to write. And then this one took her like seven years to write, I think she said. And she talks about it, but she wrote much like, um, Sunil Yappa, mm-hmm. we'd had on the podcast before. Min wrote a full manuscript of this book, did some additional research, had the self-awareness to be like, I wrote this the wrong way, and rewrote her book. Uh... It was like 400 pages, and she was just like... So I, I one of the questions I asked her, and you'll hear this in a couple of weeks, I was like, weren't you like heartbroken? She's like, no, nah, it's just being a writer. I'm like, oh God, well, you yeah. kidding me? Um, but He's yeah, not wrong. I know, it's just... That amount of work going into something that you're like, I've changed my mind. So Min was amazing. Um, Omar El Akkad, he wrote a book called American War, which is a civil war told, a second civil war that happens like a hundred years from now. And he's been a journalist for like 10 years. And so his knowledge of the world is just incredible. He grew up in the Middle East. He lives in Canada. He's been all over the world. So his knowledge of things is just he was one of those people where I met him and this was his debut novel. And within minutes, I was like, Oh my God, you're more, you're, you're more smart than I'll ever be, which <laughs> proves it since I should have used smarter. Um, yeah, everyone was so, so cool. Um, I, I don't want to like gush about them all too no, much. No, that's okay. I just wanted to give our listeners a little preview. Yeah. But... Um, let's see who, uh, Carol Weston. She wrote Speed of Life and you may know her. She, uh, She's been like the teen, like the Ask Carol teen advice person at a, a teen magazine for like 20 years. So asking her how she stays up to date with teenagers is really fun because I don't feel like we're that far away from teenagers. Oh, I feel like I am. Well, I, okay. Let me, let me rephrase. Age wise, I feel like oh, we're not yeah. like super far away from teenagers. You know, I'll, I'll be 31 tomorrow, actually. Um, and Happy birthday, hey, Adam. Thanks. I just realized that when this comes out, I'll be 31. And I feel like 
sometimes teenagers are from a different planet if I talk to them. And so I asked her, like, how do you stay up to keep up with that kind of stuff? And so that was really fun. Um, Jen Kalanita, who wrote uh, a lot of her, it's fed the fairy tale reform school is her current series, but she grew up being a reporter in Hollywood. So she would follow around like Justin Bieber backstage and like Miley Cyrus. And she would interview these like famous people backstage. And I, I told her her life was almost like, um, like almost famous for teeny boppers kind of. And she's like, yep, that's actually about right. So it was just fun. And she's a big Disney fan. So that's fun talking about Disney. Um, Elise Parsley is a illustrator. She wrote these really fun children's books called If You Wanna, If You Ever Wanna Bring an Alligator to School, Don't. And If You Wanna Bring a Piano to the Beach, Don't. So like, she, she told us all these fun things about how um, she'll go to a, a, a school and talk to these kids about her kids' books and mm-hmm. like she'll do a performance for them and then she'll jokingly ask like, well, what do you think this character would do if they put in this situation? And she's like, and then I'll just take their ideas and turn it into another fun book. And I'm like, wow, that's a genius idea. So oh, that's funny. Everyone was really just spectacular, and all the publishers, Source Books is another publisher who we're really good friends with, who Indeed. hangs out with us. All the time. The first time I did a source books interview, the publicist came and I won't say her name in case she doesn't want to be mentioned, but we're really good friends with her now. And so she, she the first time she asked, she's like, are you uncomfortable with me being here? And I said, no, of course not. And so now I actually expect her to be at the interviews and I get sassy <laughs> with her if she's not around. Cause I'm like, oh, I expect to see you so I can say hi. But yeah, and now I'm rambling and I'm sorry. That's okay. So I made you ramble by yourself for a day. So I guess it's fair, but. Um, yeah, all those are coming up and we'll have more live interviews with our friends at Cuyahoga County Public Library in the near future. Um, yeah, there's big stuff coming. Lots of big stuff coming and we'll do lots of fun like romance recommendations during February. So be sure to do that and follow us along. And, um, yeah, I, I think that's it. I think that's it. I'm just super excited about this whole, I feel like we haven't had a chance to like think about the year. I know. So I'm just, Looking forward now that some stuff is planned out. I'm just super pumped that we get to do this. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Sorry for rambling. So um, find us on Twitter. Email us. Let us know what you're reading. Thank you for letting me ramble. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.